Well, good morning. It is so good to be back with you again today on this beautiful, damp, rainy Saturday um, morning. I'm excited about what God has for you today. I've been meditating up on the word. It's something that we've all been doing. I spoke about a little bit about it last week and how Hannah prayed and she got her petition from the Lord. But I want to go a little bit deeper into prayer. This is the time when most saints are praying. Mostly everyone is praying at this time because we need prayer. We need the rain to fall down upon us. We need the rain to come down and water the seeds that we have been sowing um, through our prayer. As long as you've been praying the word of God, not your will, but God's will be done. Amen. So, so very important to ask God, God, what is it that you want me to do? You know, I'm excited. I'm thrilled about being with you. And so I will be right back with you. excited. I, I, I see that there are quite a few people on and I'm excited about you being on with me this morning. I believe that this word will really kind of stimulate and stir up some things in you. Look, I, I saints have been praying for a long time, but sometimes we need to be reminded of certain things. And you know, my, one of my favorite scriptures is Hebrews 2 and 1 that we need to be reminded of things lest they slip. Now, I talked a little bit last week about how um, we pray out of tradition at the, the beginning of the year. But I, I want to um, put a petition before you and say you need to pray when God tells you to pray, not just do fasting and praying at the beginning of the year, but throughout the whole year. Look, my husband lived a fasted life. He would fast once a day, every single week for as long as I could remember. And I thank God for him instilling that into me and to our children, our grandchildren, to live a fasted life. So I, I want to encourage you to, to pray, to pray and seek God. Amen. And so um, we talked about Hannah, how Hannah prayed. She didn't let go. She got a petition. But what she did, and I said it was key, and it's something that we need to remember, is that when she got her petition from the Lord, she gave it back to God. How many of you, once again, like I asked last week, how many of you are willing to give back to the Lord what he has given to you? Are you willing to give your car back to him? You say, well, how, how, how do I do that? Now, I'm not talking about right now because I know we're in the midst of the COVID. But, you know, 
How many Christians can't get to church because they don't have a car? Are you willing to go pick them up? Are you willing to use your car for the service of the Lord? Or you say, oh, I don't want strangers in my car. I don't want to do this. and I don't want to do that. Now, you know, I'm kind of old fashioned. So I believe that, you know, if you're going to take someone, your car should be a female with a female, male with a male. Okay. And so, um, you know, are you willing to give your job back? You know, you, we pray and we ask God for a job. He gives us a job. But when it comes to going to church on Sunday or giving that intimate time with the Lord, we don't have time. You know, I got to work. Well, you forget who gave you the job. Are you willing to give it back to him? Are you willing to give the time back to him? Are you willing to give your tithes and your offerings back to the Lord? So that is really key. And so, you know, I, I said the theme of, of today would be the battle-weary Christians. You know, there are a lot of Christians who, are, they're battle-weary. They've been in fights. They've been in struggles. They've been, you know, um, we, there was a movie called The War Room. You know, um, you've been in prayer. You've been warring, you know, and praying. And you get weary. But the Word of God tells us it, that if we don't get weary, and well-doing and faint not, we're going to reap our reward. We will receive the reward. And so I just want to talk to you today, and I'm not going to be able to get all of it to you today, but I'm going to be coming back to you with it, um, is about the weapons of our warfare. Now, we know that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. It pierces through the darkness. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. But the word of God comes out of our mouth. And so can you, can you imagine when words come out of your mouth, it's piercing through darkness. It's cutting through the thickness in the atmosphere. It is waging war on your behalf. And so I want to talk about a couple of weapons of our warfare. I want to start off talking about the altar of prayer. Now, I don't know how many of you have altars in your home of prayer, but if you don't, you should. You know, and, and that could be a physical, it could be a spiritual place, it could be a chair, you know, prayer chair, someplace that you sit, you know, um, when you're praying, when you have that appointment with God. You say, I've heard all this before. Well, you need to hear it again because you really need to get activated and stirred up and praying so that you don't have to be battle um, weary because the fight is not ours, it's the Lord. And so if we hold our peace and let the Lord fight, fight our back, battles, victory shall be ours. Amen. And so I start off with the prayer altar. Um, I, I'm reminded of when we went to um, Greece and um, it was so awesome when we were in Crete in Greece and um, there were not all homes, some homes had prayer chapels right next to their homes and so they would come out of their homes and they would go in these chapels and they would pray and that was just really amazing to me that they would build a sanctuary outside of their home to pray and get before the lord now a lot of us you know we go in the closet you know we have a prayer room we have you know a prayer chair but we need to have a place where we can meet god and meet him at an appointed time. I love Mother Dabney out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What does it mean to pray 
through. You know, we need to learn how to pray through until something happens. Now, if you haven't had read her book, the book is very old, but the information and the anointing on the book is still relevant for today. What does it mean to pray through? And she's one of the ones that truly believe in a prayer altar. And she talks about her testimony and how she had a prayer altar in her home. I have a prayer altar. You know, many of you have a prayer altar. Um, I, I was in one someone's home one time in their prayer room. They had a map up on their wall and the names of all the people that they intercede and pray for. And so, you know, because our mind, we, we can't remember everything. You know, sometimes I'll say, Lord, anybody who I did not mention, who I said I would pray for, then I'm going to pray for them right now. I bring them before you. And so we need to be reminded. And don't tell a person, you know, I'll pray for you. Pray right then and there. That is so very important that you pray right then and there. And so the battle-weary Christian, you know, victory can be yours if you allow God to fight your battle. If you allow God to fight your battle with the weapons that he gives to you. Now, I talked about the prayer altar, and I'm going to give you what the Word of God says. So if you go to Genesis 12 and 7, and I'm here, God is speaking to Abram, you know, and not Abraham, but Abram. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your descendants, I will give this land. And they will build, and they, and there he built an altar to the Lord who appeared to him. And so God will give you something, your home, you know, give a portion of your home to the Lord. You know, we tied our finances, tied your home to the Lord. Give a portion of your home um, where you build an altar. You know, we so said, what I put on the prayer altar, well, you can have a prayer shawl, you can have um, scriptures, your Bible, anointing oil, um, and, and just anoint yourself with oil before you get into prayer. Um, that is so essential. It's very powerful that you do it. And that is a weapon. That is a weapon if you allow yourself to get into that dimension of prayer and having a prayer altar. It's scripture, Genesis 12 and 7. So write that down, go in there and look at it. It says, uh, I'll read it again. It says, then the Lord appeared to Abram, amen, and, and said to your descendants, and we're part of the descendants, amen, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And so God will appear to you. God will speak to you. You know, and it's so important that you learn how to go to God for yourself and not depend on others to go to God for you. Because everybody doesn't always pray when they say they're going to pray for you. So you can't really trust in that. But you know you can trust in the Lord. So that's, that's one of the weapons that I want to bring before you. Having a prayer altar, a, a, a place that's sanctified, a place that's separate from everything else. Uh, a place where you meet the Lord. The other one, this is really awesome, is the army of the Lord of hosts. You know, our Lord, our God is a God of war. He, he, you know, he fights, but he has angels. He has 
massive numbers of angels that will war for him and for us. He gave angels um, charge over us to watch over us and to protect us. But not too many people use the angels that God has given to us. I remember when I first moved into our house, I was so excited about being in our house that I didn't even want to wait until we got our furniture in the house. Once we signed the papers and, the, and got the keys, I wanted to spend the night. My husband said, no, I'm not going to spend the night. I said, okay, well, you can go home, but I want to be here in the house. Now, I was a little scared, but not a whole lot scared because I knew that I had the, the armies of the Lord of hosts on my behalf. Amen. And so I remember saying, Lord, I lose two of you. I lose your angels to watch over me and protect me. And in a vision, God gave me a vision that night as I laid my head down on my rolled up sweater, okay, on the carpet with no furniture in it. I saw these angels. Oh my God, they were humongous. You know, I actually had to lean to the side to be able to see how large they were, but they were big. And so I knew big angels like that. There was nothing coming in my house. There was nothing um, that was going to hurt or harm me in any kind of way. Matter of fact, if you look at Isaiah 51, uh, which is an awesome scripture, and it says, um, Isaiah 51 and 15, it says, but I am the Lord your God who divide the seas who waves roar. Can you imagine the waves of the Lord roaring? Um, the Lord of hosts is his name. He is the Lord of hosts. Amen. Meaning that many, many angels, many warriors on your behalf, um, making and helping your petition to come to pass. Amen. So that is really powerful. And so battle-weary Christians we don't have to be um, as weary as some of us are. And it's because we try to do it in and of ourselves. You know, the battle is the Lord's, it's not ours. And when we realize that, we can learn how to rest in him. We can learn how to sit and rest. We were praying this week. One of the words that came to us was to lay down in his peace. My God. You know, and that's peace, peace, shalom, shalom. You know, the peace that destroys the chaos of the enemy. If you learn how to lay down and rest in him, you know, victory is yours. You know, just like the scripture that I mentioned earlier, if you learn how to hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle, victory shall be yours. That, you know, when you have the Lord on your side, who can be against you? Nothing and no one, my God. That is rich. And you need to learn how to exercise that. Um, and so we have armies, the army of the Lord of hosts. And so we got a host of angels, a host of, of soldiers on our behalf working for us. And we need to exercise those weapons of our warfare. And if we don't, that, that's on us. You know, sometimes some things can be so simple that we miss it. We're looking for something that's really complex. You know, we're looking for a diagram. We're looking for 
um, step one, step two, step three, step four. It's just having the wisdom and the knowledge that these things are readily available to us. And when we realize that these things are readily available to us, we can rest. We can rest. I remember hearing the testimony of Arthur Blessed. You know, Arthur Blessed is the one that will walk around with the cross. And he was in a, a foreign country one time. And, and um, he was in his tent where he was staying. And I heard him tell this testimony. Um, and he said he was in his tent and, and he just woke up and he just started praying and he heard some commotion outside of his tent. And when he went outside, he saw all these men laid out on the ground, but they didn't know what happened. It was the army of the Lord who came to his defense because he was, an, he was on an assignment from God. And when you're on an assignment from God, there's nothing or no one that can hurt or harm you, amen? And so we have to remember that. And so I thought that was really powerful. And so use the, the army of the Lord, just release them. You know, let it come out of our mouth. Remember prayers, communication, is dialogue, is speaking, is, is decreeing and declaring the word of God. Are you getting this? God is so good. You know, we've all been praying I'm standing on the word of God, and that's what we need to do because uh, this nation, we, we need help. You know, our people need help. I need help. And there are a lot of you that need help. And so prayer is the answer, especially when we consecrate ourselves unto the Lord. And we say, you know, in, in the beginning when all of this started happening and you know, um, one of the things I was saying, the Lord was saying, go in your house and close your door, put the blood on the doorpost. You know, some people, you know, didn't agree with that, but that's okay. I'm not here to agree with people. I'm here to agree with the word of God. But this is a time that we need to separate ourselves, even still now. You know, um, I know we have the vaccine coming up you know, and, and, and things are, are loosening up a little, you know, don't get so restless. Still take this time. The word of God says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, prayer and supplication. So take this time, take this time to still um, get into the presence of God and seek his will and his purpose for your life. You know, pray for your neighborhood, pray for the country, pray for the president. Pray for um, the people in the marketplace. Pray for your pastors, amen? Pray for your family. That's your first assignment is praying for your family. You know, some of us want this big giant assignment when our first assignment is really praying for our family, amen? And so that is some of the things that we need to do. So remember you have an army and the Lord is the host of the army army of the Lord of hosts, many, Isaiah 51 and 15. The last one I want to talk to you about, I kind of mentioned to you about when I moved into my house and um, I, it was, you know, I'm, I'm out here in no man's land. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I'm out here, you know, and it was kind of dark and, you know, there were lights you know, um, but it was still just being in this big old house by myself and, you know, having the ability to call on the angels 
and the angels responding, God letting me know, because he said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he let me know that he was right here with me. Well, I've had many, many experiences with angels. I've had angels, you know, as we were praying, just going through the house, you know, just being in our presence as we were praying. But I had another experience with an angel. Um, before I go there, let me say, you know, outside of my front door, I have table and chairs. I have table and chairs for the angels. I said, if y'all ever get tired of standing, you have a seat right here. Now, some of you might say, huh? But that's okay. You know, uh, our prophets a lot of times will do um, prophetic gestures. And so the Holy Spirit is in my house, okay? And he's in my heart. And so he always has a place inside. Not saying that the angels don't, but they guard my house. And so I say, you have a table and chair to sit outside anyway. And so uh, we were on a road trip coming from um, Phoenix, going back to LA. This is before I actually moved to, um, to Phoenix. And my car broke down and there were a couple of us that were in the car, amen. And so um, the car broke down, got out, laid my hands on a car and, Father, and said, Father, I lose two of your biggest angels to come to our assistance right now. And I was facing my car and I heard this shroom, you know, it was a big old truck, um, one of those long trucks big daddy mac trucks that pulled up in front and i turned around to look um and they pulled over and parked and then i heard another one he told pulled up behind us i wasn't scared because there was enough of us in the car that you know i didn't fear for my life or anything and these big old guys came out of the car how many of you know we entertain angels underwear so we need to be careful because they could be on assignment they could be sent to you by God to help fulfill what it is that you need to do. And so we told them what we needed. And um, they said, well, look, let us follow you down to this gas station. And we went to the gas station. Um, we were very close to the, um, the off-ramp. And we went to the gas station. And um, the gas station guy said, look, we could fish your car, but there's a special wrench that we need and we don't have it. And so one of the, the truck drivers said, well, I have that rent. See, when angels come, they come equipped with what it is that you need. That's our God, he is so faithful. And so they fixed the car and we got ready to get back on the road. And so they said, well, do you, do you guys have money for food and what have you? Like, yeah, we have money, we're, we're fine. He said, oh no, I'm not trying, we're not trying to be funny. You know, I have a wife, we have children. You know, we just don't want you to be out here on the road by yourself and, and not have what it is that you need. That's my God. That's my God who will supply your needs. And so we said no graciously. And um, we went on about our business and we got home. Those were angels that were sent by God on account of my words, on account of what I spoke out of my mouth. And so we have to remember that we have to decree and declare God. And there was no struggle. You know, don't sweat the small stuff. That was the small stuff. 
you know, and so when you decree and declare the word of God, God is right there ready to perform what it is that you need. The last one that I'm going to speak about today, because I'm almost out of time, about the weapons of our warfare, and that is angels. If you look at Psalm 91 and 11, what a powerful scripture. If you have your Bible, go there because you need to see the word. I can tell you what the word is, but we need to see it with our eyes. You know, we talk about guarding our ear gates, our eye gates, but we need to guard it with the word of God. Let the, let the soldiers of the word of God be guards at our eye gate, but you got to release the word. So the scripture 91 and 11, let me get it here for you. Oh, God is so good. He is amazing. I, I, you know, I get excited when it comes to the things of God. I don't try to put on airs. I'm, I'm very down to earth and, and real with you. And um, if I can only turn this page, it's supposed to just fall right open. There it is. There it is. Okay, Psalm 91 and 11. It says, for he has given his angels charge over us to keep you in all of your ways. That's a weapon that you have. And so we need to call on the angels. Angels, help me. Keep me in the way. Keep my feet from stumbling. A lot of times when my children were younger, I would lose the angels and say, wherever they weren't supposed to go, restrain them. Don't let them go. Keep their feet from stumbling. I use my angels. Let me tell you, I put them to work overtime. I had three boys. Amen. And so I, I put them to work. And so you need to put your angels to work. I remember there were times that we used to lay hands on our cabinets in the kitchen because we had no food. This is before I got married as a single mother. And I would loose the angels to go and bring us some food because we had no food. And sure, we sit down at the table, and shortly after that, someone would knock on the door and say, the Lord spoke to me, amen, and, and I'm here to bring you some food. I, I, I have to share this with you because that's so very important. When you have a need, you don't have to go and advertise what that need is. All you need to do is tell the Lord, and what, and he will, he will commission someone to you to provide that need for you. What you need to do is pray that those that God speaks to are obedient to the voice of the Lord. That, that's the key, is pray for their obedience, you know, to the still small voice of the Lord. God is always speaking to us. He's always whispering in our ears. He's always telling us things. You know, we've been praying. We're in our 22nd day of 365 day prayer. Please join us anytime you want. We're praying according to the word. We're being lined up with truth. I tell you, people have just been calling and, and giving their prayer requests. Now, I, I'm thankful for the prayer requests. I thank God that I, I'm honored to be a, a gatekeeper. I'm honored to be a general in the spirit. I'm honored to do all these things that God has commissioned me to do. But my desire for you is for you to really 
have a relationship with God and for you to pray. And that's why I wanted to share these things with you. Yes, we're praying. These are things that I know. These are things that I've used. Oh my God. I, I'm just, you know, be honest with you. Um, when we first moved to Arizona over 33 years ago, I used to go to those houses up on Coral Gable and they would have um, showroom homes. And anytime we had visitors coming, that was our entertainment for them was to take them and show them those homes. And when the uh, realtors would go into one part of the house, I'd be in the tub talking about Calgon, take me away. You know, I was acting like I was living in a home and that was what was my home. Guess what? Today I'm living in a home just like that, okay? Because I began to decree and declare the word of God. So we have to learn how to speak. Use what God has given to you. It is a weapon of your warfare. Don't, don't sweat the small stuff. You don't have to be weary. The word tells us don't be weary in well-doing. So we don't really need to be battle-weary Christians. But if you are, God is here um, to lift you up. I'm here to lift you up and to encourage you and tell you that God's got it. God's got it. Whatever it is, God's got it. He's got it. You know, my husband passed, my husband went from life to life in August and I have not stopped. You know, I have not stopped um, trying to minister and praying for others because that's where I find my strength. And so I don't want to be battle weary. You know, because I know there are times that I just had to drag myself to prayer. There are times that I didn't want to pray. There are times that I didn't feel like praying. I'm just being honest. You know, I'm being honest. And if there are some leaders out there that be honest with you and tell you, you know, I didn't feel like praying either. But guess what? You got to drag yourself. You know, there are times that you are led by the Spirit. And there are times when you're drugged by the Spirit. And sometimes you got to drag yourself. You have to make a decision to decide to pray and be before the Lord. I didn't want to even hear um, word, okay? I was being rebellious in my own kind of way. But I thank God Woo! that I hear God's word in my heart that I might not sin against him. And so these are just three of the weapons of your warfare. I'm telling you, use them. And you don't have to sweat the small stuff. You say sweat the small stuff. Yeah, I, I read a scripture to you, you know, um, in our prayer. Learn how to smile at the enemy. Learn how to laugh at the enemy. <laughs> I see you, but guess what? I got victory over you. I'm more than a conqueror. I am victorious. And when you can laugh at the devil, when you can smile at what he is attempting to do to you, guess what? You have him baffled. He doesn't understand what's going on. He said, I've given it uh, my best shot. I've done everything that I know how to do. And she's still praising you. Matter of fact, when you get up out of the bed, you know, he's shouting to his little M saying, she's awake. He's awake. Because he, he knows that you, your morning has been commanded, you know, that you are going to have a blessed day, that you are 
equipped and you are walking in love. We talked about love this morning. Love one another as Christ loved us. He has been, uh, God has been our perfect example of what love is, my God. And so he wants us to follow his example. You know, we were made in the image and the likeness of who he is. Love is a weapon because the enemy wants you to hate. He wants you to argue. He wants you to bicker. He wants you to fight. But guess what? If you learn to love one another, to be patient and kind and understanding, you will defeat the enemy. My God. So yes, love is a weapon. So we have the altar of prayer. Build the altar in your home, in your bedroom, in your closet, you know, um, in your living room. It could be a little corner, but that special place, that special place that you have. Mother Dabney, get that book. book. What does it mean to pray through? She was awesome. My aunt told me about that book many years ago. She had the privilege of knowing her. And she told me about this woman who was a prayer warrior in Philadelphia. And so I know, you know, we hear about a lot of prayer warriors, but you become a prayer warrior. You do what God called and commissioned to you to do. Now it's always good to have people praying for you. Okay. It really is. But it's about you having a one-on-one -on -one relationship with God, my God. And he will reveal to you, we, we run to other people because we don't have that relationship with God the way we should. But he will reveal to you what it is that you need to know. So build that prayer altar. Even if you got to go to your car, you know, even if you have to go to your car and pray, so that you can have a little bit of time to yourself if you have a lot of children or, you know, you just don't have that space. Go in your car, go for a ride, ride around the park, amen, and just pray. You'll be blessed. So use the prayer altar. That prayer altar can be anywhere, anywhere. Know that you have the army, the armies of the Lord of hosts. We saw in the scripture that the Lord is the army is the lord is the lord of the hosts of the army and so we saw that scripture and we know that we have angels watching over us and protecting us god has given them charge over us to watch us protect them loose the angels with your children you know it it you know it it seems so simple we miss it because we expect it to be so complex it's not that complex. Just release it and let it go and let God. I love you. Yes, I've talked about three of the weapons of our warfare. There's no need for you to be a battle-weary Christian. But there are some because they have not learned how to exercise and utilize the weapons that God has given to you. And so I just want to pray for those that are are really feel, feeling weary right now. But I want to assure you, I, I unite my faith with your faith, my strength with your strength. Uh, I unite my love with your love. And I believe God for the weariness to be lifted up off of your shoulders. So Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I come together with my brother or my sister, whoever is listening, Lord God, 
that they may be going through some things. You know, I know what it's like to go through, but to press, you know, to make, to hit that mark, to press, to get the juice out of the vine, Lord God, to get the oil out of the olive. I know what it's like to press, Father, because I've had to press. And Father, I pray for those that are struggling and going through, Lord God, who need strength, who need support and encouragement. I thank you, Lord God. I decree and declare over their life that they will press the olive and get the oil. They will press the fruit and get the juice. I thank you, Lord God, for the oil of the Holy Spirit being up on their life. I thank you that this is truly the day that you have made and they shall rejoice and be glad in it. I will come back with you again next week to talk about some more weapons of our warfare. Amen. God bless. Stay safe. Take this time. Don't feel like you're, you're being um, punished uh, or, or so restricted. Count it joy. Word of God said, count it joy, you know, when you come up against certain things. You know, and in all things, give thanks. Not for all things, but in all things, give thanks and decree and declare that God is the Lord of your life. I love you. Be encouraged. I will see you next Saturday.